As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. This is Michael Saka. We have a very special bonus episode for you today. Uh, we were recently at Collisions Conference. We got to talk to some amazing people. Uh, you heard our episode last week with Dez, and we have another one coming up this week with Carlos from Seed Camp. And we wanted to put together an episode that kind of captured what the experience was like at Collisions for those of you who couldn't join there. And uh, so we have an amazing talk from Nicole Glaros that Matt and Joel are going to break down for you. And we go out on the floor and we talk to the startups and we bring you back some of the, the kind of essence and the excitement that's there. So I really think you're going to enjoy this one. 
We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes purchasing and managing your domain simple and easy. This week, I talked to George Diab of Working On about why he uses Hover. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've been using it for a long time. Probably 2012, I think. I love it. It's yeah. The prices are great. The interface is awesome. And um, I still have a few uh, domains out in, in some other places. And it, it's, I'm just waiting to find some time and I'll move them all to Hover. I love it. Yeah. Go to Hover.com and use the code SATISFIEDCUSTOMERS to get 10% off your domain purchase today. HostGator makes web hosting easy and affordable with plans starting at just $3.96 a month. This week, we have a very special giveaway offer. You can get your HostGator t-shirt absolutely free. Go to bit.ly.com forward slash HostGator hyphen shirt. That's bit.ly.com forward slash HostGator hyphen shirt to get a HostGator shirt absolutely free. CodeShip is a hosted continuous delivery service focusing on speed, security, and customizability. You can set up continuous integration in a matter of seconds and automatically deploy when your tests have passed. CodeShip supports both your GitHub and Bitbucket projects, and you can get started with CodeShip's free plan today. Should you decide to go with a premium plan, you can save 20% off of any plan for the next three months by using code ROCKETSHIP. Go to CodeShip.com slash ROCKETSHIP and check it out. While we were at CollisionConf, we sat in on an amazing talk by Nicole Glaros, a Boulder-based partner at Techstars. Techstars is a startup accelerator that provides seed stage funding and mentorship over a period of a few months, ending with Demo Day. On that day, startups need to be ready to give a five-minute pitch to a room full of investors. At this stage, these companies ideally have a handful of things figured out, including their team, traction, business model, differentiation, and more. However, Nicole did a great job of highlighting which tactics work and which flaws are deadly after sitting through hundreds of these pitches. Yeah, no matter what stage your company's at, you can really benefit from the skills required to pitch your company to investors or really to pitch it to anybody for that matter. Um, They're the same skills that help you find key hires, onboard your best customers, partner with other companies. Uh, Every entrepreneur is passionate about their project, but for a variety of reasons that doesn't always shine through. Um, So let's dive into some of the best parts of Nicole's talk. First up, let's talk about the problem you're solving and the solution that you've created or will create to tackle it. At the beginning of your talk, you only have about 30 to 60 seconds to really capture the attention of the room. Think about what you can do in those first few sentences to get people intrigued not only in the problem, but also in your solution. As you'll see throughout this segment, creativity and confidence go a long way not only in delivery, but also in making up for any of your shortcomings. Here's a bit of what Nicole had to say. You can tell your story in less than 60 seconds. It's 100% possible. Get there. After 60 seconds, you could have the cure for cancer, and if you bury it two or three minutes in, you've lost people, they'll never hear it. Right? So you only have 60 seconds to get their attention. Once you have the attention of the audience, it's time to show them how it works. And no, this doesn't mean a 10-minute screen recording of you explaining all the features. Make sure they understand the problem that exists and show them creatively how what you do is possible. The worst thing you can do here at this stage is tell them a dry explanation of your product. Whether you're pitching for investment or any other reason, this is one of the most critical phases of your pitch. Don't breeze past it. It's the foundation you'll lay that subsequent sections will build on. Here, Nicole expresses a bit of frustration she has when companies are getting this wrong. 
companies get this really wrong is they stand up there and they talk about what they do. Don't talk about it, show it. You have a deck behind you or you're sitting in a meeting with visuals. Visuals are very, very powerful. Use a demo of your product to show, to talk about what it does. Don't just tell me. In order to show your product, you need to have some visuals. So I bet some of you are wondering, what if I don't have a product yet? Or what if my product doesn't really have that wow factor quite yet? According to Nicole, that doesn't matter. Find a way around your shortcomings. I'm going to say it again. Get creative. Here's Nicole's advice. If you don't have visuals yet, if you're so early that you don't have that, make them. Put together, hire a designer and put together a front end and wireframe up what it looks like so people can understand what it is that you're trying to communicate. Otherwise, it's just words. Okay? Demoing your product is hugely powerful. Next, Nicole talked about the business phase of your pitch. During this phase, you should cover several topics, including market size, your go-to-market strategy, your business model, and how you're different from the competition. Specific to what you're trying to raise, you want to cover your timeline, any recent traction you might have had, why your team is the team that will win, and how you plan to use the invested funds that you're asking for. We're going to touch on just a few of these points. First up, market size. We've all heard a pitch that starts with, the widget market is a $50 billion market. If we just capture 1% of 1%, we'll be killing it. Those are the worst. But I think the reason a lot of early stage entrepreneurs look at those big numbers and fixate on them is because it's actually really hard to know your market size. And more importantly, it's really hard to know the realistic segment of that market that you can go after. Nicole shared a great story about SendGrid and how they overcame the hurdle of not knowing their exact market size, while still showing potential investors the huge opportunity lying ahead of them. So basically... To sum up the pitch of SendGrid when it comes to market size, they looked at companies like Facebook and how they were sending hundreds of millions of transactional emails, and they stood back from that and said, if Facebook is dealing with this problem, they have all this power and might to actually tackle it. Think about all the startups out there that are sending fewer transactional emails, but don't really have the infrastructure to support that and really grow that piece of their stack. This alone helped the people in the room to understand that this was a big problem and it was a huge market and maybe they didn't have the numbers and the data to, to back that up. But if Facebook had this problem and there's all these other startups out there that are going to face it eventually, then this is something worth you know paying attention to. Next up, Nicole clarified that when it comes to your business model, the most important thing is that you show that you've put thought into it. Your model will change over time. Everyone knows that. Uh, especially as your product and the opportunities around you change. But it can't be an afterthought of your pitch. You have to keep in mind that you're talking to investors, and one of the biggest questions floating around their head is, how am I going to get my money back? Put them at ease however you can. Once you've shared a bit about the business side of things, you should share any recent traction you've had. Your goal here is to paint a picture of what you were able to accomplish in a short period, say 60 days, for example. Let your audience then extrapolate that to imagine what you could do in one year with a bigger team and with funding. If you can hustle and accomplish big things with a few founders, hardly any cash, and several other constraints, what happens when those constraints are lifted a bit? Let them wonder that. So when it comes to delivery, Nicole had some awesome advice. More than any of the content in your talk, the delivery has the power to change how your audience feels about you, about your team, and about your product. Here are her tips on how to master that. Delivery is everything. 
I will take C content and an, an A delivery any day over A content and C delivery. Remember what I said earlier? You have to entertain me. You have to impress me. That's just because we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff bombarding us all the time, right? You have to stand up off the noise. It's not because we're vain. It's just because there's a lot of input and you have to rise above it. You can do that with delivery. And all delivery is is practice. You have to know when to use silence. You have to know when to get really loud to make an emphasis. And you can also emphasize things by using soft voices. You can learn when to move your arms. You can learn when to smile. And you can learn when to get really pissed off. This is just practice. All delivery is, is practice. I love that. So much of this advice is so approachable, which is really what makes it great. I know I struggle with public speaking. It's like my body shuts down and completely turns against me. But at the same time, I know that when I practice and when I'm confident in what I'm saying, I kill it. So lastly, let's talk a bit about your landing or the conclusion of your pitch. Nicole had some great advice on how to nail it and how to avoid throwing away the gains you made earlier in your pitch. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att. Com. That's business.att.com. I see this one all the time. So that's my startup. Any, any questions? All right, so the problem is, is that I remember the last thing you say. Our brains remember the last thing. So you want to nail the last thing that you say. We are the company to pull this off. We have built the team that's going to do this. We have the best technology in-house, and we will win. I'm Nicole. Any questions? The thing that that does is it communicates confidence. And when you have confidence, I have confidence in you that you can execute on your business. If you fail that, the really strange, dumb underlying message that that sends is you're not competent as a CEO. That's not true. We know that, but we don't know that. Wow. It's amazing to hear the differences between those two closings, and I can totally relate to that feeling at the end of a good talk when it's just sort of ending. It definitely leaves a sour taste. So in your landing, besides conveying confidence, there's a few other things you should definitely include. First up, repeat yourself. Pull the key points out of your talk and repeat the important ones. This is what they're going to remember, and it's not going to be annoying to them if they hear like the main point you're trying to say you know, one last time. Also, include your company logo and the contact information as well on that final slide and make it really easy for the people that are interested to get in touch. It seems so obvious, but you'd be surprised at how many people just missed this last little piece of the presentation. And finally, always have an ask. Whether you're seeking funding or looking for a hire or anything else, tell your audience what you want and give them a reason to come back to you. Also, Nicole had some general tips for the rest of your presentation. First, don't use detailed graphs or visuals. The second you post a complicated chart on the screen, even if it shows great traction, the audience's attention is shifted away from you and your story, 
and it's channeled into trying to figure out what's happening on screen. I'm sure you've been in a presentation where this happens to you. You know, They're talking and all of a sudden you just glaze over because you're trying to figure out something on screen. This stuff doesn't have to be scientific. If you show a graph, consider removing the axes just to simplify it. You can always dig into the details later. Next, Nicole recommended including tweetables throughout your presentation and also including your Twitter handle on every slide. If you put it there, people will probably tweet it. And lastly, she quoted the tip from Guy Kawasaki, the 10-20-30 rule. First, use less than 10 slides. Second, keep your presentation under 20 minutes, or in the case of Techstars, under 5 minutes. And lastly, only use fonts that are much larger than 30-point size. All right, guys, so we'll close this one with an inspirational quote from Nicole about the founder of SendGrid and what he overcame to give an awesome pitch. Enjoy. By the way, that was the founder, Isaac Saldana. And um, Isaac is, uh, so not born in the U.S., he was born in Mexico. English is not his first language. He was terrified, was literally terrified of doing his pitch, and he crushed it. So when I see entrepreneurs that get up and they say, I can't do this, I'm nervous, you can. I've seen it happen. People, you can build successful companies out of it. You can be amazing at it. So when you walk into collisions, it's just absolutely massive. There's 8,000 people. There's 1,000 startups presenting. There's investor areas. There's media areas. There's places roped off where startups and investors are having private meetings. There's roundtable discussions where people like Mark Schuster are answering questions for 12 to 15 people in a room. And then there's, of course, the main stages, the kind of keynote stage. There was a marketing stage, an enterprise stage. You have everyone there is trying to meet someone. They're trying to make a connection. There's a reason they spent that money on the plane ticket, the hotel to get there. And this whole conference is based on having collisions. It was it was Tony's philosophy of creating dense areas where like-minded people would collide, meet, and collaborate. And so how do you create that in a conference? Most conferences you go to, there's a track, and you sit, you watch the speakers, you probably work on your laptop, and you leave. But Collisions is so much different. There was so much energy walking around. There were so many more people on the floor than were even watching a lot of the speakers. So as you're walking around, there's just this buzz. There's a thousand startups on the floor, and the pit is just wide open. Every startup has just enough room for a monitor. And so everyone's standing in the pit, and as you walk through, people are pitching you. They're they're grabbing you to tell you about their idea, to, to find out what you're working on. We wanted to find out what people got out of it. So on the second day, we went around and and talked to some of the startups there. And they were from diverse backgrounds. Some of them had raised millions of dollars. Some of them were consultants. Some of them were from incubators. And just to see what they got out of it and hear about their experience. So this is David from MindHub. And now, mind you, we're on the floor. It's very busy. So the audio may be a little bit harder to hear, but basically I had asked him what they got out of coming to Collision. Yeah, we'll, uh, well, we come in two or three people from a company, so we're like spread around the, the event. So I'm trying to get the mentors and uh, some of the startups 
and the other guys trying to talk to the investors. So we're just like pitching our idea, which is our incubator, and trying to get those contacts and business cards and do the follow-up. And as you walk around, there's all kinds of costumes and gimmicks and drones flying around. And I, I came across this one was R2-D2, and um, Hector from Statson Technologies was driving it around the floor. And so here's kind of our conversation. So I'm sitting here with a R2-D2, is that yes. right? With yes, an R- our mascot. <laughs> okay, an R2-D2 blow-up mascot that you're controlling with a remote control. Exactly. Um, so tell us a bit about what you guys do and why you guys came okay. here to Collisions. We save life, okay. basically. We have a patent on converting your power button into a rescue button. So what the application does is as soon as you are in trouble, in an emergency, or you feel uncomfortable, and you need to be discreet to get help from a friend, a family member, or a colleague, you just press repeatedly the power button of your device, and that initiates an alert. Um, so what were you hoping to get out of collisions by coming here? We're helping to network, uh, find some person interested in best because we are starting a round the next 30 days. Okay. All right. Have you met the right people here? Yes, I think we have. Making some connections, doing follow-up, talking about the application and that we're releasing the application today. It's available on the App Store and also the Android Store, and it's for free. Cool. Well, thank you very much. And then I ran into Amber and Lauren from Connected Dreamers, who had one of the coolest, like, serendipitous stories. The first uh, the first event that we attended, we actually sat next to Grace, that's uh, head of creative direction for TED, and hit it off. That's actually how Lauren and I met was through TED Talk. So it was a nice uh, serendipitous moment. And that was the very first moment that I had at Collision. So since then, we've just collided over and over with many people. And um... <laughs> well, and I think what made that collision so important to Amber was that it added a lot of meaning and significance so that she felt like, okay, this is the place where we're going to meet the people since that's where she and I first connected and the first person we talked to is from TED. It just gave us the feeling that like this place has the right intention and energy. And as you'll hear kind of in our next segment, we talked to lots and lots of people. Those were just some of the highlights. Um, overall, the sentiment was... It seems that we made some good connections, but we'll see uh, what happens with those in the next few days, I suppose. But that's why you come to a conference like this. It's for the opportunity to potentially meet that person that will make a difference in your in your business. Overall, it seems like Collisions definitely delivered on its word. So as you just heard, we talked to a lot of startups when we were there. And as we were walking around the floor and talking to the people, we wanted to bring together some of our favorite pitches for you to hear. Um, you know, we get excited and we get ideas when we're when we're listening to these pitches, and I think you will too. So if you'd like to learn more about these startups, we put together a special page at rocketship.fm forward slash collisions. That's rocketship.fm forward slash collisions. We have all the logos for these companies. You can click through to their website, learn more about them, and hear the individual pitches. Um, It's about nine minutes of pitches, just so you know. So um, if you'd rather kind of take them in one at a time, go over our website. If not, here they are. I'm Sebastian of Blinkist. What we do is, you know, there's all these great business books that everybody wants to read, but nobody manages to finish them. We had that very same problem. A ton of great, interesting non-fiction books, never being able to finish them. 
So what we did in the past few years, we summarized all of them, or most of the good ones, um, into 15-minute summaries that you can listen to or read on all mobile devices. And yeah, that's what we essentially do. My name's Paul Anthony. The company is Clientscape. We are developing a CRM platform for social networks, which means finally a brand can identify their customers on social media, drive customer care, and ultimately deliver better ROI. Hi, my name is Samantha Daniels, and I'm the founder of The Dating Lounge. Dating Lounge is an exclusive, invitation-only dating app for high-profile people who are looking for real relationships. Hi, my name's Ben, and I'm from Echosec. So Echosec is a location-based social media monitoring tool. And what that allows us to do is search over an area anywhere in the world and basically pull up geolocated, publicly available social media content. So from the likes of Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, we kind of cover it. Freight Farms is all about empowering food production in the spaces where it was never possible before. So we have a product on the market called the Leafy Green Machine. It is the 40-foot shipping container. That is a turnkey solution that you put the farm down, plug it in, add water, and day one you're growing commercial hydroponic farms in 320 square feet. That's the equivalent of over an acre. Gustav Groth, I'm with Frugaton. We are providing parents of preschoolers with uh, products and activities. We are funneling smart start and uh, school readiness of children with a goal of making them 100% school ready at the age of six. Hi, my name is Raphael Lashayev. I'm from uh, co-founder of GoPub, a mobile application that delivers 2,000 products to people's doors in 20 to 30 minutes. We warehouse our items and deliver it directly to consumers in 24-7. Very cool. So you're doing drone delivery. Yeah. Uh, Give us the quick overview of how that works. So uh, we're testing it right now. We're testing it in Philadelphia, how it's going to work for apartments, how we're going to deliver, you know, to sky rises. We build a basket that will sense, you know, where you are. You hang it on your balcony, and I'll drop it off. But right now with the FAA regulations, we're staying away. We're just in test mode. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, though. You guys are going to be ready to enter the market. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as soon as it's legal, right along with Amazon, we're going to enter it. Joe Viscomi, I'm one of the co-founders of Howler. Howler empowers small businesses, really reach out and get in contact with the people that walk by their businesses most often. The, the lifeblood of a small business is to get foot traffic from off the street into the door, and that's what Howler focuses on. I'm Errol Asuncion, CMO of Industry Incorporated. Uh, we're, a, we're basically here, here to solve the hiring problem that's currently happening in the service and hospitality industry. We're really focusing on the users, the back of the house, front of the house, baristas, chefs, waiters, waitresses, giving them a brand presence. And for businesses, it gives them an awesome opportunity to use their, our applicant tracking system to, to weed through the nonsense, save so much time, and be much more efficient to hire the right talent the first time. I'm Lauren Avenius. Amber Bradner. And we're with Innovators Collective, part of Connected Dreamers. We make contacts and networks for startups, investors, and then businesses that are looking to innovate. It's part of the workshops and internal innovations that we do for our management consulting. So this is a great place for us to expand our network and offer a better value add to our clients. So I'm Amanda Proctor. I'm the COO of Crowdify. We developed a social drop-in tool onto content like blogs and on-demand video to create a more conversational-like experience around the content. My name is Malika Srivastava, and this startup is Maker Blocks. Maker Blocks are brilliant games for children that make them smarter, more creative. Um, it's an electronic game for kids. We build blocks that link together magnetically, 
Each block has a different electronic component. We have a guide on our box so that they see exactly what each block does. And then they just go crazy from there. They can build a voice-changing microphone. They can build a lie detector test. They can even build a Nintendo. You can follow us on Twitter, MakerBlocks. Search MakerBlocks because we're launching on Kickstarter very soon, May 12th. My name is David, and I'm from the business incubator called MindCup, located in Tijuana, Mexico, right there in the border with San Diego. And we develop startups where the entrepreneurs only have an idea, because we have, there are a lot of accelerators and incubators and everything, but we noticed that we had a lot of entrepreneurs that they had an idea, but they didn't know how to go from there. So we, we get the entrepreneur when they have an idea, we help them to validate the idea, get their business model, and maybe build an MVP so they can go out and seek for another acceleration uh, program or, or investment. Because you know if you go to any acceleration program, they're not gonna get you when you only have an idea. They're gonna say like, come back when you have a prototype or something. So we help the entrepreneur win three months to build that so he can go out and seek for that. So that's our niche market. Um, Rachel Quinn, Pixhog. So Pixhog is a social media platform and mobile app. Um, and the, uh, the principle of the app is that it's a photo sharing app where the user gets to donate um, money to the charity of their choice. So with every like on your photograph, a dollar is donated to charity. Uh, charity gets loads of, loads of exposure from it and the sponsorship comes from corporate sponsors. Hey, my name's Cole. I'm the CEO and founder of ProtoHack. ProtoHack is a code-free hackathon series meant to help non-technical people express themselves, launch their business all in one day in 12 hours. Uh, they get to meet people, team up, uh, concept their idea with prototyping, mock-ups, wireframe tools, totally code-free. And then they uh, have mentors available. They get to pitch in front of investors and cool people and even win a prize. So my name is Nicholas. Uh, the company is called uh, Skilled. And what we are building is we are creating uh, a matching algorithm that is capable of cross-relating CV, personality insight, video interviews with uh, company job description, the working environment and the company uh, culture, providing obviously uh, a better fit and only focusing on the 10 to 15 profile that truly meet the company requirements. Split is a multi-sided platform. Uh, for restaurants, it is a CRM. So imagine a Facebook-esque kind of targeting tool for restaurants. 100 customers coming to your door sounds great, but really it's hard to manage. So we built Split on top of that CRM platform that manages payment. So it can be used in almost any circumstance you can think of. So for when you're dining in, you can view the bill in real time as a customer, pay the bill, or tag people to the bill and split it on your own time. You don't have on the phone. You do not have to wait for the bill. Also, it can be used for ordering ahead and takeout, all in one simple and I'm the co-founder of Sporple. So essentially what Sporple is, it's a, a LinkedIn-style model for connecting agents, clubs, and athletes. And the premise behind it all is that we wanted to develop a platform where agents can champion their own careers and, and their own causes. I'm Bo Larson. I'm the CEO at Spray Networks. Spray is a, is a close proximity messaging solution, hyper-local. So you can spray messages, text messages, pictures, video clips, or whatever, you feel like sharing two people around you. My name is Hector Cordero. Uh, our startup is Station Technology. We save life, basically. We have a patent on convert your power button into a rescue button. So what the application does is as soon as you are in trouble in an emergency or you feel uncomfortable and you need to be discreet to get help from a friend, a family member or a colleague, you just press repeatedly the power button of your device and that initiates an alert. That alert sends your information 
to the contact and your live tracking information in your G about your GPS. So whenever you go, that person will be able to follow you and give you some help. Okay. Uh, stream were uh, gigs and gigs at live gigs and events streaming uh, streaming uh, tool streaming to your house for. Uh, if you want to be able to access live concerts that are out, being shown anywhere around, anywhere around the world, if you have access, you pay pay a subscription fee or pay a, an on-demand fee, and you can you can access any concert any concert that we have on our have on our uh, platform. So Simu Fund is to startup investing what mutual funds are to stocks. So we are a uh, publicly registered investment fund that is um, uh, open to both accredited and non-accredited investors. Yaniv Moore from Xpenny. Xpenny is about uh, reading, well, allowing, allowing users to read data from a variety of data sources, relational databases, NoSQL databases, web services, pretty much every data source that you can think of, and process that data and prepare it for analytics. Um, we do that by providing a very simple to use, easy to use interface based on the cloud. So we're elastic, you can scale up and down as much as you want and you can, you can throw as much data as you want at us, we'll be able to handle it because we're big data ready. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocketship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And be sure to check out our app discount section where we have discounts on products that we use every day like Woo Themes, Wistia, Treehouse. Go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials and get your discounts today.